0: Pa' que tú bailes, pa' que despiertes, toma
1: mamita café con leche. Alrighty! Welcome back to the fifth episode of A Meal and Two Mics. My name is Lila Rascaeta, and I'm joined here today with Lina Martinez, my mother. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Mama.
0: Hey, thank you, Lila. Great to be here.
1: So, last episode, we left off with what were some of the challenges you faced here, particularly in San Mateo, and of course, the COVID question. So we're gonna dive a little deeper into what COVID has been like for us this these past what is it, eighteen months? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Alright. So before we dive into that, let's just get a general idea of what the what some of your challenges might have been as an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, you know, in your first year, the first three years, and then that fifth year going into COVID. Let's talk about the juxtaposition of those challenges you faced in those time periods.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, Great question. Uh, The first year, as you recall, probably the biggest challenge was just the financial hurdles. Um, We started out with basically $2,000 of I guess it wasn't even working capital. It was just enough money to buy the first week of food and pay the first uh, salaries, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was just a question of, you know... um, trying to sell, enough food to pay the bills. Um, So we've always been um, financially challenged uh, in in some regard, but it helped us actually prepare for the hardships that we endured in the past year, I think, because I felt that if we got through those early years um, with about half the volume that we were doing, um, you know, today, then certainly we could somehow manage to do it again. Um, It was a little trickier, obviously, because salaries had gone up um, in the last six years, and that's not something that we could take away. Food costs also went up. And food costs have gone up as well. Which we
1: hadn't accounted for really when COVID first hit. Not at the
0: beginning, no. We we were really – actually, we we reduced prices – And we can talk a little bit about the strategy behind um, reducing prices during COVID, if you want. But, uh, yeah, we were slow to keep up the prices according to the cost of increased uh, increased cost of food.
1: Right. So that first year, there was obviously financial hurdles. We've experienced a kind of continuous financial hurdle of not having enough capital or enough comfortable working capital.
0: Right. To make. The kinds of investments, capital investments, that would actually help the business flourish and um, make things a lot more efficient and uh, help us in gaining uh, market share by doing more marketing, spending money that way, et cetera. So. So we've been very resourceful. You have been very resourceful on the marketing side.
1: You've been very resourceful with our food, especially. On the operations
0: side. Uh, You
1: use ingredients threefold, you Mm -hmm. know, and more than three recipes, usually.
0: Yes, that's one of the things that we strive to do from the beginning is make a menu that has very little waste, uh, if no waste at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, year one was the financial thing, year three also the financial thing? Year three, finances got better, we started to be profitable, and
0: um, but largely dependent on the corporate catering side.
1: Which it's became how much of our business? A little over 50%. Okay. Yeah. So, year five, entering year five, what happened?
0: So... The catering you know, will continue to be uh, the, the main part of our business. Um, but what started to happen uh, in years four and five more aggressively was the advent of third-party delivery services. And so even without corporate catering, our off-premise sales were approaching over 70%.
1: Um, Including catering?
0: Yes, including catering. So um, we had mm, significantly less walk-in traffic or dine-in traffic than a restaurant uh, typically has, at least uh, most restaurants.
1: Why would you say that is? Is it location? Is it our cuisine? Is it our decor?
0: Well, it started to become a trend for a lot of restaurants, um, meaning the the stay-at-home order so through DoorDash or Grubhub. <laughs> right, but I, I still feel that um, we would benefit from some mo- modifications of uh, decor and, um, you know, dining room uh, improvements to get that walk-in traffic to be higher in the future once things get back to normal
1: so did you feel like you had just found your stride in 2020 or well it's
0: interesting i i felt good about the business how we were executing we also had developed our own corporate catering software that was facilitating uh executing all those orders and so the, the the restaurant was running very smoothly um But we were largely dependent on those catering orders, and so um, because we were so busy focusing on that part of the business, we weren't focused on the dine in traffic or developing the individual market, and um, that's something that I really wanted to do at the onset of developing this concept. It was more The desire to have Cuban Kitchen be on Main Street USA as opposed to just dedicated to corporate catering.
1: Right. So when COVID came along in March and people had to limit business and we became a, what was it? uh, Essential business. Oh, yeah, an essential business. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you feel like COVID was just another fire to be put out? Was it just another run of the mill? I was like, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and figure out how we tackle this challenge. Yeah. You were pretty uh, optimistic on the onset. I mean, you even just said that you were thinking about how you had made it work with half the sales, half the volume. In the past. Starting out. Starting, starting you, were, out, right. you were ready mm-hmm. and chipper to go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was,
0: I don't know if chipper is the right word, but. Um, well,
1: considering. i considering. I know
0: that um, I no longer could do the the physical labor part of it at, at the age that I'm at right now. Um, so things had to, uh, things had to change a little bit about how my role in the business. And so, uh, one of the, two of the things that really helped us was the fact that you put together the online ordering website just before pandemic broke out, which was really serendipitous and, um, facilitated the, the pivoting that we had to do um to get online orders versus mm-hmm.
1: you know contact the contact was, yeah, yeah. Contact.
0: and then um the other thing that we did um was hire our own driver to try to um switch a lot of the third party delivery to in-house delivery services mm-hmm. And just to save on commission, because it was a while before the third-party delivery companies were obligated by uh, California, or at least San Francisco, to well, reduce their rates from, like, close to 30% to 15%. Yeah. So um, we we did a lot of, you know, handling phone calls, um, putting flyers in bags to let people know who were ordering from those third-party deliveries yep. to please switch over to us and we were discounting food um, because we hadn't had a strong foothold in the individual um, market. We or, came up with family meals. And Exactly. So there was a lot of new um, menu items, believe it or not, at a time when people were pulling back um, yeah. and reducing the number of we menu items. Expanded. We were expanding. We were cutting back prices. We were trying to make Generate. people aware that you know hey let's try Cuban kitchen um and let's rally around one of the local businesses and people really did and we were blessed to have the support of the community
1: yeah yeah there was a lot of a lot of involvement it was really nice
0: um so donations that we received early on helped and we would in turn donate the food to Um, first responders, um, schools,
1: um, so... They would partner with us. There was a strong, strong uh, community involvement. Yeah. It was really nice. It was Mm -hmm. really rallying. Yeah. It it felt felt like we could continue on.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the the help of the government's PPP loans helped us to retain our employee, our our crew, which was critical.
1: Well, I think that's... um, quite a mouthful for this episode episode Mm 5 we obviously have quite a bit more to cover with uh, the COVID conundrum (laughs) so please join us again for episode 6 and thank you so much for joining us for this episode and as we close out we're going to give you that wonderful song by John Santos and the Machete Ensemble (laughs) Capito All alright thank you so much mama I love you very much thank you you too join us next time Uh